Welcome to our reflections for this week. I hope and pray that you know that God is constantly with you in all the upsets and turmoil of life. It's not fair. My plans have to be changed right at the last minute. Everything was going to be perfect, but now I don't know what to do. See that government. They're always mucking us about. What right do they have to make these decisions which affect our lives? <sighs> I'm sure many of us have said words like this or heard friends or family members saying something similar over the last couple of years. However, they could easily have been said by Mary when she heard the news that she had to travel to Bethlehem with Joseph just before Jesus' birth, all because of a census. So as we think about Mary's journey and the birth of her son Jesus during her time in Bethlehem, Helen Milne is going to read our passage for this week from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Last week, we were reflecting on Mary's visit to her relative Elizabeth. We are told that she stayed there for three months before she returned home. The Bible is then rather vague about what happened during the next six months, although we do know a couple of events. Firstly, we know from the account in the Gospel of Matthew that on hearing the news about Mary's pregnancy, Joseph considered breaking off their engagement. However, after an angel of the Lord intervened during a dream and told Joseph not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife, Joseph did not break off their engagement and it was quite likely that Mary and Joseph were married soon after. In fact, it is possible that since the passage from Luke, which we read a moment ago, states that they were still pledged to be married when they went to Bethlehem, it is possible that the wedding actually took place quietly after their arrival in Bethlehem. Secondly, as we heard a moment ago in the reading, during these months, Caesar Augustus decided to organise a census. And so Joseph had to return to Bethlehem and he took Mary with him. 
Often in our nativity plays, we assume that Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem on the night of the birth of Jesus. However, that may not have been the case. Instead, they could have travelled to Bethlehem, registered, got married, and then decided to stay there rather than return to Nazareth. There are several reasons why this is likely to have been the case. First, Mary and Joseph may have been keen to leave and stay away from Nazareth for a while due to Mary's unexplained pregnancy, at least from the viewpoint of many in the community. Therefore, the census could have given them an excuse to move permanently to Bethlehem. After all, a census generally was a fairly quick process where people visited their hometown and on a certain day they registered and then soon after they returned home. And yet Mary and Joseph seemed to have remained there for a number of weeks, months or potentially even a couple of years. In fact, it is likely to have been a significant period of time as after their visit to Egypt they seem to have considered returning to Bethlehem instead of Nazareth until they were warned in a dream not to do so. Also, it is important to realise that when Jesus was laid in a manger it was because his parents were staying in the animal quarter of a house rather than in the nativity scene stable. The Greek word that is translated as in does not mean a B&B establishment. Rather, it was a guest room within a house. And most houses had a guest room where people could sleep and eat and also a room where the cattle stayed. Therefore, because there was no room for them in the guest room, they were sleeping and probably staying on a semi-permanent basis in the space that was shared with the animals. Needless to say, this was not a luxurious place, but at least it was dry and warm. and They may have remained there for days, weeks or months, potentially before and after Jesus' birth. Therefore, as we reflect on Mary's experiences over the six months from leaving Elizabeth to Jesus' birth, we can see that Mary had so many changes to her life which she had to deal with. First, she faced the concerns raised by Joseph and the worries she faced if he had broken off their engagement. It is no exaggeration to say that Joseph probably saved Mary's life by marrying her as an unmarried mother of a child faced rejection by her family, a life of hardship and would have been treated as an outcast. It would not have been an easy time despite her assurance that God was with her. 
Second, leaving the place that she had grown up and settling into a new home was a lot for this young woman. She must have depended on Joseph so much during these very uncertain days. Third, we have the birth of Jesus, which took place not in Joseph's home, but in a space and a house which was filled with straw and animals. It must have been so different from how she imagined it would take place when the angel first shared this amazing, life-changing news. There is nothing in the passage to suggest what Mary felt during these months, but from all that is said about her in the Bible, I'm sure she continued to hold firm to the promises of God. She had been amazed by the words of the angel as well as by the greeting of Elizabeth and she knew that God was with her even if sometimes she didn't know why the events were unfolding around her. Also she was a godly woman and so she must have known many verses from the Bible which contained promises of God. In fact, her song, which we looked at last week, reveals her knowledge of all that God had promised his people. Therefore, in the roller coaster of our lives, it is likewise important that we hold on to the promises of God, which are there in the Bible to reassure us and comfort us. When we are weak, they give us strength. When we need encouragement, they make us brave. When we are stumbling, they lift us up. Verses such as, Do not be afraid. I am with you. I am your God. Let nothing terrify you. I will make you strong and help you. I will protect you and save you. The Lord himself will lead you and be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. So do not lose courage or be afraid. The Lord guides us in the way that we should go and protects those who please him. If they fall, they will not stay down because the Lord will help them up. But those who trust in the Lord for help will find their strength renewed they will rise on wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not grow weak. Obviously, it is not just the Old Testament that we can draw strength from because the New Testament also contains words, especially those from Jesus himself, which are promises from God. Jesus said, I have told you this so that you will have peace by being united to me. The world will make you suffer, but be brave. I have defeated the world. He also said, come to me, all of you who are tired from carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and put it on you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest. 
and from Romans we read, We know that in all things God works for good with those who love him, those whom he has called according to his purpose. These words, and many like them, are always worth reading, reflecting on and remembering because they do indeed bring us reassurance and comfort all through our lives. Our lives at the moment are taking many twists and turns but because we believe in these promises of God we know that we will get through this period of time as we continue to be servants of God just like Mary. Shall we pray? Loving God, we are your servants and we are so grateful for your immense love for each one of us. You have called us to belong to you and you have given us a purpose for our lives and you constantly seek to encourage and strengthen us. Therefore help us to hold firm to the promises that we read in your word so that we grow in our faith even during the times that are hard for us to cope with. In these days of uncertainty when the news brings change that a few years ago we would have struggled to believe, help us to hold firm to our faith in you as we remain your ever faithful servant. Help us to remember the many promises that we find in your word and gain the strength that we need to keep going along the path that you put before us. Help us not to be afraid because we know that you are with us and that you strengthen us. Help us not to lose courage in the face of the challenges before us, because we know that you will not abandon us. Help us to follow you, because you guide us in the way that we should go, and you always protect us. Help us in times of weakness to keep trusting in you, and find our strength renewed. Help us in times of suffering to know your peace and that with you we can be brave. Help us in times of stress to draw close to you and know the rest that you give to us. Help us in times of uncertainty to know that you are working in us and through us and that our lives always have a purpose. Loving God, we rest in all your promises as we remain your ever faithful servant. Lord Jesus, Saviour of the world, we are so grateful for your love for every part of this globe. You are concerned for everyone and you know their situations just as you know ours. Therefore, please be with the people who we remember at this time in prayer. 
we bring to you the people that we are most concerned about. Those in our families. Those in our groups of friends. Those in our communities. And those whose situations we are aware of. Bless with comfort everyone who mourns. Bless with hope everyone in despair. Bless with healing everyone who is ill. Bless with strength everyone who is weak. Bless with support everyone who is struggling. Bless with reassurance everyone who is doubtful. Bless with company everyone who is isolated. Bless with peace everyone who is worried. May all people know you more and may our lives reveal your love to everyone around us as we continue to be your faithful servant. Holy Spirit, breathe your power into your people around the globe so that in the face of many uncertainties we can share the good news of Jesus and see change in the communities that we are part of. Forgive us when we put ourselves first and help us to live lives built on the firm foundation of the word that you inspired. May the words be echoed in our lives so that all people know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Loving God, help us to rest in you and in the ups and downs of life keep bringing us closer to you through the promises of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let us continue to remember the promises of God which sustain and strengthen us during the ups and downs of life as we sing the hymn Standing on the Promises of Christ my King. Promises of Christ my King Through eternal ages let His praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Of God, standing, 
So let us continue to hold firm to the promises of God, which we read in the Bible during times of change in our lives. And until we meet again, take care, stay safe, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.